This is Scientific American's 60 Second Science. I'm Jason Goldman. Got a minute? In April, the world learned that more than 90% of Australia's Great Barrier Reef had become bleached. Warming waters or other conditions caused the algae living inside the coral to exit, leaving the coral weak. It's a bleak statistic because it's reasonable to assume that as the corals themselves suffer, the entire ecosystem they support suffers as well. For example, a study finds that bleaching hinders fish from learning to avoid predators. Imagine you're a fish, and suddenly one of your friends meets its unfortunate end in the jaws of a predator. We found that these animals actually have this really sophisticated way of learning, which involves the linking of chemical alarm cues, which damage-release cues from conspecifics, and any other smell or even the sight of anything novel, sort of Pavlov to dog-type scenario. James Cook University marine scientist Mark McCormick. He and his team found that this learning process breaks down when the coral becomes bleached. Instead of hosting algae within, the bleached coral becomes blanketed by algae. We've used little patches of live coral and little patches of dead and degrading coral, which have similar topographic complexities. And what we've done is we put those little patches within a, a bed of either live coral or dead and degraded coral. Onto each patch, the researchers deposited a small, naive reef dweller called a damselfish. They wanted to see how the health of the reef influenced the fish's ability to learn to avoid the odor of a predator called the dusky dottyback. And they found that the presence of degraded coral, even if surrounded by a healthy reef, entirely disrupted that learning mechanism. It touches on a really big issue. Uh, you know, to some extent, a really global issue. So even though, really, this is actually dealing with uh, a relatively small, you know, aquarium fish, but life history traits that are very similar to virtually all of the other marine organisms. So is there anything that can be done to help the world's reefs and their inhabitants? You know, these uh, communities are going to have to try and rebuild, and they have really effective mechanisms whereby they can, of course, reseed themselves. But it is, we're talking about timescales of really probably 10 to 15 years um, to actually get a healthy reef back after really a cataclysmic change. And for that to happen, McCormick says, we need to reduce our CO2 emissions and to stop polluting our waterways in order for things to improve underwater, down under. Thanks for the minute. For Scientific American's 60 Second Science, I'm Jason Goldman.